0: You may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50 if you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links this is the show for you welcome to healthy tips after 50 we love doing the research finding solutions talking to health experts and learning what works and what doesn't now your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen.
1: Hello, everybody. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today, I'm doing a very short podcast. I'm running late. didn't feel well. And so I decided... That I was going to try and get a podcast up, anyways, because this is some really important information that I just found. I can't believe I didn't see this. Anyways, point being, I'm just going to kind of go through a report that was published on the Environmental Working Group's website. And if you don't know them, you can go back and listen to a podcast I did actually towards the end of 2019. And I will also put that link into the podcast show notes for today. So this report is entitled Raisins, number one on the Dirty Dozen list. So just to remind you about the Dirty Dozen, the Environmental Working Group every year puts out two lists of fruit and vegetables. One of them is called the Dirty Dozen, which of course are the ones that have the most pesticides on them, and it's in order of worst to best or to better. And then they put out a clean 15, and that one goes from the cleanest is number one down to 15, which is um, obviously the least clean, but still clean. It's, It's pretty obvious. Uh, back to raisins. So I'm going to read part of this um, verbatim. Thank you to the Environmental Working Group. So for the first time since 2007, this, by the way, this was published in March, the end of March of 2020, the Department of Agriculture included raisins in its most recent tests for pesticide residues on fruits and vegetables, and the results are shocking. Of the 670, that's 670, conventional raisin samples analyzed, 99% tested positive for at least two pesticides. On average, each sample was contaminated with more than 13 pesticides, and one sample had 26 pesticides. The Environmental Working Group doesn't usually analyze processed foods, like raisins, for their annual Shopper's Guide to Pesticides in Produce. However, because they found so much pesticide load, this is the USDA that they who found it, that the Environmental Working Group wanted to see how raisins then compared to the fresh produce that was on their dirty dozen list. After running the analysis again, this is a quote, we found that if raisins were included, they would rank number one. By a wide margin, raisins would rank higher than fresh grapes, which would rank seventh. So the bottom line that they found and that they decided on was that raisins are one of the dirtiest produce commodities on the market. And even some organic raisins are contaminated. Very interesting. So they also talked about how many raisins are eaten each year by children under the age of 15. And that's 208 million pounds of raisins each year. And half of those are consumed in the U.S. So that would be 104 million pounds. And this is all according to Zion market research. And it seems that the U.S. consumer consumed about one and a quarter pounds of raisins in 2017, which is the latest year for which the USDA has information. And Zion's industry analysis shows that slightly less than two-thirds of raisins are consumed as ingredients in other foods, and the rest are eaten just, you know, by themselves as a snack. So that's Well, we all know how that is. It's in things like cookies and cakes and cereal for sure. Now, the environmental working group was particularly concerned about the potential hazards that raisins were going to pose or do pose to children. And it isn't only because they snack on them or that they're in their cereal that sort of thing. What they were most concerned about is that the pesticides that were found on the raisins are ones that can harm the still developing brain and reproductive systems of infants and children. And then they go through and they talk about what some of those are, which I'm not going to get into right at the moment, but a lot of them are toxic needless to say, to humans, especially children. Two of them are pesticides that are associated with cancer and damage to the developing nervous system. And also, we're seen as, they're also um, categorized as human possible human carcinogens. Also, one of them is linked to endocrine disruption, and impaired reproductive development, which I talked about. And then there's another brain-damaging pesticide, which is chlorpyrifos, which actually has been banned in the European Union, but the U.S., and I believe I talked about this in my earlier podcast, but the U.S. has refused to ban it here in our country. And that was detected on 5% of the raisins. In addition to this, the the environmental working group was also very concerned about all of these pesticides that are being sprayed on the crop fields because then they dry and then they fumigate them with toxic gases to control the pests when they put them into storage. And those fumigant residues can remain in foods after treatment, which can potentially be a hazard to consumer health. But the USDA doesn't even test for fumigant residues, so we don't really know the specifics. So fumigants are also hazardous for workers and for the environment, in case you didn't know that already. And methyl bromide, which is now banned for use in the U.S., except on imported or exported goods, because it damages the atmosphere's ozone is one of those things that is used on some of these raisins. And it is hazardous for workers and the environment. USDA also tested both conventional and organic raisins. And in general, pesticides were detected less frequently on organic raisins. That's good. But there were some cases where there were absolutely no differences between organic and conventional raisins. In fact, two of them, one of, one of them, which I had mentioned, the chlorpyrifos, was detected about as often at comparable levels on both conventional and organic raisins. So these pesticides are not supposed to be used in the production of organic crops. And so no one can really figure out at this point why organic raisins seem to be contaminated with the pesticides. So their suggestion is that, the Environmental Working Group, that is, their suggestion is that consumers should, when possible, if you're going to eat raisins, choose organic ones, since they still have fewer pesticide residues and by law can't be fumigated. But since they're not pesticide-free, After all, there were 78% of organic raisins were contaminated with one of the pesticides. They recommend that consumers choose fresh produce from the Clean 15 instead of raisins of any variety. They also gave a suggestion for an alternative, and that would be to eat prunes, because prunes tended to be less contaminated than both conventional and organic raisins, according to the USDA's most recent tests, which would have been 2020. Only 16% of conventional prunes tested positive for two or more pesticides, and that compares to 99% of the conventional raisins and 91% of the organic raisins. It's really disgusting, isn't it? Also, the average conventional prune tested positive for only one pesticide, and raisins have an average of 13 on the conventional raisins and four on the organic raisins. So overall, 50% of conventional prunes were free from detectable pesticides compared to only 1% of conventional and organic raisins. So... All of that being said, I know it's it's kind of hard to chop prunes up and put them into a cookie, but you never know. I mean, you could try. Otherwise, they do they do taste very similarly. And I just wanted to point out that this is something that we all need to watch for and that toxicity in our food, in our environment, in our houses, in our water. This is a fact of life. And it is something that to a certain degree, we have control over, not a hundred percent, but there are some things that we can do. And there are some things that we can vote for as well. Not trying to get political here, just looking at some health related issues. I also wanted to use this as a tie-in to next week's podcast, which is an interview with Dr. Chris Azola, who has been on, our, on my podcast before, but she's going to start being on in a more regular basis. And next week's podcast is again going to be <clears throat> at a higher level, more general level about toxicity and how to live with it, try and keep it out of your system, um, so on and so forth. So that is something that you can all look forward to, and I will also look forward to getting your feedback on today's podcast as well as next week's. Just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice, and if you are having any kind of medical issues, please go and talk to your own doctor or go to the emergency hospital if that's the level of emergency that you have. Hope you all have a good week, and I will be talking to you next week.
0: This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.